Player two has entered the podcast. Fellas, I'm ready to do my thing. I'm right. ready to get into it, no? You know, I'm moving, grooving like a podcast machine. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Can I count it from the top? Count it. Count it. Can I count it from the top? Count it. One, two, three, four. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. And we are back again this week for another exciting episode. To get up. To us into the podcast. That's right. To get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Like a gaming machine. (laughs) But not PS5. They ain't ain't on the scene. They ain't going to be on the Um, scene until 2022. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, but other than that, how, how you doing? How you doing today, man? How you feeling? Uh, man, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I was real fucked up. I was kind of ripping and running today, and then I started watching the anime episode, and I started falling asleep. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, no, not because it's bad or anything. It's actually really quite good. Oh, but good. <laughs> good. I was really tired, man. It was just... <laughs> like, last week when we were recording, I just kept fucking sneezing. Oh, I know. And... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I had to uh, edit yeah, a lot of that out. Editing was a minefield. There were times where we were having a conversation, and I don't, know, I don't even know how you pulled this one off. You're like a Tibetan monk. You have two different vocal cords. You were breathing pretty heavily sometimes, and I was like, this poor guy is mm-hmm. suffering, I can tell. But sometimes you were breathing heavily <laughs> while you were talking, and I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> uh, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope you're feeling better this week. We had some feedback this week. Oh. Uh, fan of the show, I don't want to put his full name on blast. We'll just call him Ron B. <laughs> Ron B. <laughs> Not and to be confused with John B. Exactly, exactly. They don't know. They don't right. Know. <laughs> they don't have no fucking clue. <laughs> Ron had mentioned he, that he really likes the show. He says he typically doesn't listen to the podcast, but he'll put us on, and then he just keeps going. And, I mean, that... I feel like if you're disinterested and then we hook you and you just keep going, that's okay. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If you ever want to hear about other good gaming podcasts, let me know because there are other shows I've been listening to lately that I think are a lot like ours. There's the one that inspired this show, The Podquisition. That's with Jim Mm -hmm. Sterling, James Stephanie Sterling, Laura Kate Dale, and Conrad Zimmerman. And there is also Gamer Friends. I've been listening to Gamer Friends lately. So shout out to Gamer Friends for just being a great gaming podcast. Check them out if you're interested in listening to another video game podcast like ours. But do it after you listen to ours. Yeah. I mean, or do it before, but just make sure you listen to both. Right. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So Ron was asking a few questions, and he he wanted to know if we would do a QA and a segment. And I'm definitely open to it. At the end of our episodes, and I'm guilty of this too, a lot of people may go, oh, they're doing the outro, time to cut to the next episode or leave or shut it off or whatever. Listeners may not be aware that at the end of every episode and in the show notes, we do put ways to communicate with us. And we solicit that because we're open to reading your questions on the show, hearing feedback. You know, he he mentioned he, he often wants to chime in or ask questions while he's listening to us. And I'm like, please. 
if you're listening and you want to ask questions or you want to chime in, you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. We both give our Twitter handles at the end of the show, so you can uh, – my DMs are open. I don't know. My, are your DMs open? Yeah, I think they, they are. are. Yeah, you're open. Yeah, they are open. Yeah, DMs are open, baby. Slide into yeah. them. Slide. You know? We got Facebook. You can comment there. That's how he got a hold of us. You can comment on our on our YouTube page. I'm pretty good about checking my Twitter and Facebook and the YouTube. I would say the hierarchy of what I check is Twitter, then YouTube, then Facebook, and then the email. But I check the email once a week. So mm-hmm. you will definitely be heard because I always check the email right before I do the show. Right. <laughs> He was asking, he's got a, a young son, a little bit older than our kids, that actually is old enough to hold his own playing co-op games. And he was thinking about It Takes Two. And you and I had saw that game. We haven't actually played it. You haven't played it yet, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played it either. But I do know that It Takes Two is by the same developers of A Way Out, which is arguably one of the best co-op games ever made just because of the dynamics and the interplay of yeah. the two parts. And it's it's getting really good reviews. It looks awesome. I have heard nothing but good things about it. So if you listeners, if you're out there and you're looking for a good co-op game, I, I think you could do a lot worse than It Takes Two, for sure. Yeah, and it's, besides it's, the fact that there aren't a lot of co-op games mm-hmm. on current or last-gen consoles anyway. Yeah, I played one in particular, which I'm going to talk about this week. That is not It Takes Two, so stay tuned for that. But you're right. Mm-hmm. They're they're definitely a dying breed, especially ones that offer couch co-op in addition to online co-op. Mm-hmm. So so we got that. And he also asked about Subnautica because we were talking about that. He said he thinks it looks really good. And if we were planning on playing it, I am, but I think I'm going to have to push it back just because there's a lot crammed into the schedule. Like we, we talked about last week, June is just dummy thick with releases mm-hmm. and i got rationing oh dummy thick oh, i got them all excited oh, again God. listeners i'm so sorry <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna spritz you with where's the water spritz down off the table derek down off the table no um but yeah no we we got a lot going on it's definitely something i want to get to and maybe even stream look forward to that and yeah that's that's all I want to get off my chest as far as the intro. How's your week okay. been going? What you been into this week? Uh, you know, week's been pretty good. I've been, you know, how I do, mm-hmm. drifting all week. Mm-hmm. Not many breaks I've been taking, but I did pick up a couple of good things. This is a couple of standouts for y'all. Mm-hmm. Today, actually, I picked up 3D Dot Game Heroes oh, on okay. the PS3. Cool. And if you don't know how the PS3 has just been skyrocketing lately, like, mm. it's up there. Mm-hmm. that's one of the top five most crazy spikes. It used to be like a $25, $30 game. Now it's like 80 to 100 It's ridiculous. But I picked that up. And also another game that I've never seen before for the 3DS, mm-hmm. Senran Kagura 2 Deep Crimson Double D Edition. The Double D and is what stood out cr- to you, wasn't it? Well, of course. And it was a big <laughs> box. It was a big box 3D, 3DS game. First of all, uh-huh. so as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, Ooh. Jesus, come to me!" It's got anime like, on it. Yeah, I was like, "I animate titties even more. Come oh, to Jesus. me more." Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that the you know, there's just a specific. There's set a market for anime titties on Nintendo consoles, sure. Yeah, yeah, and that game is like a. I've played the Vita game just like just for a little bit because sometimes that stuff can get real obnoxious, but mm-hmm. it's like just a hack and slash. RPG sim type thing going on, but there, yeah, 
if you're into that sort of thing, you know, it's on the eBay store. Speaking of the eBay store, guess mm -hmm. what? I am oh. running a 15% off sale on okay. items up to $50 for oh. a month. Okay? okay. So it's going to end in June. Okay. And obviously, I've left some stuff off, but there's some mm, 300 some items that are discounted right now. So if you want to check that out, go to ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. Check out those 15% off deals. I also send offers all the time. If you want to watch an item, I'll send you an offer. We go from there. And, yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah. not not to speak for you, but if you if you would allow me to engage our, our listeners with my experience, Derek, I don't know if he's going to give you the kind of discount that I have because we're, we're best buds. But right. he, I mean, the reason why I got on with you in the first place is because I buy from a lot of used game retailers and I've met with people on Facebook. I've, you know, I've gone to the same places you've gone to. You're super reasonable, and it's easy to work with you. Like if I mm -hmm. if I need to talk you down, I feel like I can do it without you being unreasonable, yeah, you know, or getting offended. And we can go back and forth until we you know come to an agreement. And the fact that you are so good at what you do, and you get a lot of games really cheap, you don't have to worry too much about a large overhead. So. Right. You know, a lot of people will have to charge skyrocketing prices for games because they paid close to it to begin with. But your margins are good, so you're able to work oh, with yeah. people. Margins are amazing. <laughs> they can be. No, they can <laughs> they be. Can. I mean, it, it just depends. Be, yeah. Like, you never want to make the assumption that you can't work with, you know, certain retailers. And I would, I would include you in that. I feel like... You know, I'm not trying to put you on front street like he'll give you the best deal ever. <laughs> but I, but I would say, but I would say, if you see something, you're like that's a little steep. It does not hurt to reach out and say, hey, would you do this? Now, obviously, we talked about some of the silly stories last week. He ain't gonna sell you a switch light for a dollar. Get out of right, here. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Who is? But at the same time, I feel like you know you work you know you work well with your customers, and I wanted to point that out. So yeah, I'm actually. Uh... A couple of feedback away from 2,000 positive feedback on oh, eBay. That's a good milestone. So, I mean, honestly, it should be more, but a lot of people don't leave feedback. Mm -hmm. It should be more like 5,000, but we're not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I went specifically through eBay to get, leave you some feedback, sir. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Because it's all love. I support you mm -hmm. in what yes, you do. thank you. Ooh. All right, so what else you got going on this week? Only other thing, my daughter has been obsessed with Fat Albert. Mm -hmm. the movie and i had never seen it and she's always like daddy can we watch falalfer 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch falalfer and okay. I, for the longest time i was like what the hell are you talking about a falafel <laughs> right and then uh her daycare is <laughs> like fat albert she wants to watch fat albert it's like oh fat albert okay mm -hmm. i don't really want to see it but okay fine we'll rent it i actually went to the exchange and i bought a copy and this is Shade on the exchange. I bought a copy for five bucks, brought it home. Ten minutes in, it skipped like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm. I was like, oh, hell no. So I'm going to mm. get my money back for that exchange. Mm. Just kidding. I love y'all. I am going to get my money back, though. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up renting it on Amazon Prime. And actually, it ended up being a fun time. It's really, as far as family movies go, there's no crazy over, well, mm, they kind of over. They kind of sexualized all the characters a little bit. But anyway, no, nah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> it's Fat Albert, isn't it? Keenan is pretty hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in there and he's singing and you know his belly shaking. I'm like, ooh, baby. But uh, <laughs> damn it, Derek. <laughs> what will not make you horny? Is what oh, I want to know. Oh, you know. Uh, when I find out, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good time. You know, Bill Cosby was in it, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he I is the like, creator. But yeah, and I was just like, oh man, it's too bad you had to do all that nasty shit. But you know, whatever. I was I devastated guess. when I found out he was actually a personal hero of mine. Like I. Oh, he was a personal hero of everybody. Yeah, I yeah, I guess you're right. Ugh. Uh, and especially when he's going around telling other comedians. Now, we're going off into all a tangent this, here real quick. I know, all this flim-flam, flapping yeah. floozle, and they're all like, Talking oh. Talking about, hey, man, you can't be up in the club <laughs> cussing and... <laughs> carrying on and... Zip, yeah, zip, cussing zip, and flam, carrying on these kids out here in the streets, and you're cussing and you're putting pops and... <laughs> <Baby>. You know. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you you back here roofing motherfuckers. So it's yeah. like, and also, <sighs> listeners, stop putting celebrities on pedestals. True. And stop worshiping. Stop saying you want the Rock to be the fucking president. You don't even know what his policies are. Right. You by just know way, that. He's by the way, he's conservative. Are... You dummies. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, he's conservative. I mean, well, most rich people are, to be honest. Right. Because once they get there, it's like, I got mine. Fuck everybody else. (laughs) That's usually how a rich person do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's me this week. Okay. Matt Albert, Fal Alfer. (laughs) Well, I I did get a chance last Friday after I finished my stream, I noticed that Momo was on playing Resident Evil. I I, I told you I wasn't sure about her schedule, so I popped in to check her out playing Resident Evil Village. That was fun. And Momo was running around getting chased by, you know, the big lady. The big lady did not step on her. Big mommy milkers. Or, yeah, Lady Dim, Dim, Dimitrescu. Dimis, Diministru. Yeah. Diministru. No, oh. she she didn't step on Ethan to death, so zero out of ten. I'm not going to buy that game. Um, right. <laughs> I was all, yeah, I was also watching playthrough of it. Yeah? It was my first uh, time I'm watching, like, someone play an entire game through. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it looks dope. I just don't want the stress. I'll take the secondhand stress I get from watching them yeah. play it. I'm eventually going to play it on yeah. Friday Night Fright, so if you want to hang out with me Friday nights at ten while I play through it, you know what I mean? Like we can make a thing yeah. out of it. So yeah. I'll, be, I'll be out here, people in these streets streaming video yeah, games. Yeah. So yeah. the Bad Batch dropped on Disney Plus. I never really watched the Clone Wars. A lot of people are like, you should probably watch that first. But I'm like, whatever. I'm not doing that. And yeah, I stopped I and I watched. I started off the Bad Batch and I realized like, oh, this is this is a no for me, dog. This oh is a, no. Well, I, I don't think it's bad. It's just very not clearly a children's show. Mm. It's not. You know what I mean? Like. Just because it has Star Wars in it doesn't mean it's directed at me. I'm a grown-ass man. And it's not like, oh, it's a cartoon. That's why it's a children's show. No, just the framing and the jokes and mm-hmm. the personality. Like, the, the general... I only watched the first episode, but I was like, this is very clearly a show for 10 to 12-year-olds. This is not for me. You know what I mean? It's interesting that it is framed like that because people my age are the ones that were watching The Clone Wars back in the day. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's like seems to be aimed towards even younger children now is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, that's just my take. Maybe other people are into it. I, I'll tell you, if they continued the story of gargoyles and but they kept it aimed at eight year olds, I'd probably still be into it just because I'm already immersed in the lore and I love the characters mm-hmm. and I fell in love with them during a formative time. I have no ties to the Clone Wars, you know what I mean? So I go into the Bad Batch just cold, like. What is it? It's like watching, you know, one of those Lego cartoons, like Ninjago or something. Right. I could not care oh, yeah. less. You know <laughs> what I mean? 
So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's out there if anybody's interested. If you're a huge Star Wars mark, you probably already know. But if you don't, it did drop this week. So Yeah, and when it came out, you know, I everybody was like, when I read that, I thought it said, the bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you was a bad bitch. Then, right, maybe then you'd watch the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, they already have that. The bad bitch. That's Rosario Dawson and fucking The Mandalorian. That's a bad oh. bitch. Woo. That's a no. bad lady. She's a yeah. Nice I was gonna lady. say. I was gonna say. No disrespect to the women out there. I mean yeah, that no, bad bitch in the most supportive, most positive way. <laughs> most I mean, progressive way. The most progressive way that there is. I. I'm, I'm talking about Trina, the baddest bitch. You, that's, right. You a bad bitch. Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> Completely respectfully. Right. Um, now, cartoons that I do like as a grown man. I watched oh. Love, Death, and Robots this week because season two dropped. Mm. I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but it's already on brand and wonderful. The okay. first episode, they kind of show in the trailer, like the little autoplay when you scroll over the show and it's just a bunch of old people living in a community completely being taken care of by robots and shit goes predictably south and then you get to see Mm -hmm. how that unfolds it's a lot of fun skynet shit it's fun it's a lot of fun Mm. it's very very meta very well i wouldn't say meta and like fourth wall breaking but just very yeah that's how customer service probably would be at this point you know just a lot of (laughs) a lot of jokes about (laughs) <laughs> things going wrong and, and contingencies and I don't want to get too much into it and ruin it but it's fun yeah. and uh, some of them are really short the second episode felt really short like the story was we're here we're going to do this thing we did the thing the end and it was yeah. just you know mm-hmm. what I mean I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of it and I'll let you know if I find it to be better worse or about the same as the first season I really okay. and we talked about it before I really really enjoyed the first season yeah, I still got to finish it, man. Yeah, I've also been watching a lot of trashy thrillers on Netflix. Okay. There's like, there's Maybe. this one with one of the chicks from Sex and the City. It was a really bad movie about how mm. she had a housekeeper that had multiple personalities, I guess. Yikes. And she was writing a book, and it was dumb. And uh, Shinola Hampton, is that her name? I can't remember. I the, the woman from Shameless? The cute one? I don't know. She was in it. I think she executive Ooh, produced it. The black one? Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Come on. <laughs> Fine. Mm. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> she was in it, and I don't want to ruin anything, but something happened to her that typically happens when you put a black person in a white thriller. Anyways, so mm. I watched What Lies Underneath or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. It's a, it's it might be aliens, might be monsters. I don't know. It was dumb. Something's under there. <laughs> Something under there. And things seen and heard, and it was about a haunted house. They're just all, I don't know, Netflix has been churning out, like, I don't want to say lifetime style thrillers, although the the one with the chick from Sex and the City definitely was one. Right. <laughs> but they've just been schlocky and cheesy, and I'm kind of into them. I'm watching them like this is so dumb. What's gonna happen next? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you when you watch Acrimony or something. Tyler Perry's Acrimony, Ugh, and you go in like this is gonna be so good, <laughs> but in <laughs> the worst way. <laughs> right, and then it's not good. But in the worst way. (laughs) I actually watched a lot of that type of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just finding a random thriller. Mm -hmm. Like as long as it's got a white woman on the cover, it's Mm -hmm. good to go. (laughs) It's good to go. (laughs) There's a movie, uh, The House at the End of the Lane or something with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Actually ended up being pretty good. A couple of plot twists in there. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love those. We love watching that trashy stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. You just sit there and make fun of the movie, but also secretly enjoy it. I need to put you on to this movie called The Guest. I don't know if you saw Double Toasted reviewing it the other day, but you need to watch that shit. The Guest. Who's in it? Nobody that you know. Nobody of note. Okay. Yeah. Ah, tangents. So, uh, speaking of speaking of tangents, let's get on to that video game tangent. Yeah. What you uh, what you playing this week? Man, I'm playing Final Fantasy X, mm. and I'm still loving it. I defeated Lady Unaleska, mm-hmm. and we are, did I defeat her last week? No, you said you had approached. Oh yeah, her. I was getting up to the point. Okay, so we defeated her, and now I'm basically at the point in the game where I can farm and get all the celestial weapons and all the aeons and mm. you know the fun part except yeah. eh, not not super fun like yeah. it used to be you know so i've got i think i got titus Orin. i've got five celestial weapons and only one of them is upgraded fully mm-hmm. i've got all the aeons i defeated a dark aeon dark veil for or valifor however you pronounce it you did good uh, job just, yeah, well, I mean, I had to give Yojimbo $200,000 a kill <laughs> <laughs> so he could one-hit kill her. Yeah. But, yeah, and I kept running into – and it's weird because, you know, we didn't have the Dark Aeons in the we original We didn't have the release. international version, yeah. Yeah. So, like, trying to go back to Besaid and then all of a sudden – Bam. Because I'm just trying to get Valfor's second overdrive. Mm-hmm. And then, like, psych, you got to fight this before you can get that, stupid – it's like no. You know you can get that second overdrive in the very beginning of the game. You can. Yeah, as soon as you leave the village, just go back in and you go talk to the shop lady, and she tells you the dog has something in its mouth. You go talk to the dog, and bam, you get it. You can get it immediately before you even leave to save the first time. Oh damn it, man! Wish I knew that. <laughs> it's all good. Two hundred thousand gil show. <laughs> but they they got me too because I yeah, went back to Besaid because at the end of the game you can actually go into the temple of the faith itself and get chest and usually there's good stuff like strength ups and things right mm-hmm. so that's how they got me and the thing I don't like about it I think we even talked about this before they don't just go I'm gonna fight you with the dark aeon you better run away they're just like boom you in it you're gonna die I hope you saved yeah. recently stupid yeah you can run away from a couple of them like the Maggie sisters and Ixion. Yeah, Man, although if you run the wrong way, they're going to catch you and you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I got I got uh, Anima, mm-hmm. Maga Sisters, Yojimbo. When Vicky saw Anima's story and saw it was Seymour's mom, spoilers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, that is super sad. That's so sad. <laughs> what happened to your mom? I was like, no wonder he's fucking nuts. <laughs> I was like, right? Yeah. That's a lot of trauma, baby. What kind of logic is that, too? My son is alone. No one accepts him. I'm the only person that loves and care for, cares for him. I'll kill myself die. and turn myself right. into a monster. That'll right. help him. <laughs> An actual monster. I'll bleed from my eyes. I mean, if for people who are not familiar with the game, the analog is imagine if you're, like, in apartheid South Africa and you have a kid in an interracial relationship and everybody there's super racist. I mean, I guess you could do the same thing here in like the 50s or 1800s or whatever. Anyways, right. and so the kid is not accepted by anyone, which is like, you know, well, what's going to happen to the kids is what they usually say when I was coming up. And I'm like, it's a different world now, guys. Calm down. But anyways, right. and so so the <laughs> mom. Say that shit to you. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> All the time. Oh. All the time, because I've, I mean, my very first girlfriend was black. When I when I was 14, I had a girlfriend 
who was black, and my mom had a big issue with it. Anyways, my first girlfriend was white. Hey, hey, <laughs> get in there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any high fives in my family. Unfortunately, they were, they all, all had right. problems. I heard everything. What's going? Ha- what happens when your kid takes a test? What's he going to click for his race? Shut the fuck up <laughs> with that bullshit. What's going <sighs> to? Jesus. Whatever he feels like. How about that? Yeah. Anyways, imagine that in the most racist time ever. You have that kid who has parents of different races, and the mom, in order to get the kids who have an easier time in life, turns herself into a fucking gun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what it's like. Right. That's Final Fantasy X. That's Final Fantasy X, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, that kid grows up to become a monster. Who knew? Right. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of monsters... I played X-Men Origins Wolverine Episode 3 for Brawlers this week. <laughs> I think I'm done with that game. I, next week, I'm probably going to play Final Fight Streetwise, so look forward to that. Okay. If I can get the PS2 working like I did before with the PS3, wish me luck. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's good. What can I say? I enjoyed it. It's just it kind of ran its course. That game is a lot longer than I remember it being. Yeah, I do. I remember it being around 9 or 10 hours or something like that. I put in a decent amount of time, and I, I haven't even gotten to the Sentinel yet. Like, I got to the yes. factory where he was being assembled, but they just they keep shooting back to Africa. They're like, <laughs> do you want to know what happened with you and your crew and Raven Darkhold? Not really. No. Not really, guys. I want to fight the Sentinel is what I want to do. But, again, I don't blame Raven for that. I feel like that they were contractually obligated to shoehorn in. Well, actually, they were contractually obligated just to make a game about the movie, and thank goodness they knew the movie sucked, and they were like, let's throw a bunch of other stuff in there to help the guys right. out. You know, let's put a Sentinel mm-hmm. in there and some other cool shit that he can do aside from the stupid movie crap. So <laughs> thanks, Raven, for making it bearable. Yay. Little Nightmares is what I did. The, the Hideaway is the second DLC. Did that. Not much new to say except for my main antagonist was the janitor again. Had to kind of get past mm-hmm. him. Also, the hideaway was really focused on me getting around with the little gnomey guys. There's these little skittery gnomey guys that wear little, little sharp pointy hats like gnomes do. And they run away. And If you hug them, they like you and they'll follow you around and help you. And I have to like throw them at levers I can't reach. And the main thrust was getting all of them to like throw coal into this giant furnace so I can take an elevator up. So I was going all around the level, avoiding getting caught by the janitor and recruiting gnomes to help me out. It's good times. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. Returnal. Oh, Returnal. Yeah. Okay. We talked about how I got through the first three biomes and then got off the planet and then we just looped right back and everything looked different. I'm at the crash ship. I think what happened is it's a completely different point in time on the planet. Because I I would call that now the fourth biome because it's so different from the original first biome. It's its own biome, and it has its own boss. The boss is associated with a badass licensed track that really fits the theme of the game, and I was so happy about it once I discovered that that's what it was. Really cool. I won't ruin what it is for those who get a chance to fight it. And Thursday, the fourth episode, I, I think I met it on the third episode, but the fourth episode, I was able to defeat it. So my second try... I didn't get to beat it on my first try like the other three bosses, but I was able to take it down, and it was clutch. And I got to the fifth biome, which, again, complete. it's like the second biome, but completely different moment in time, so the landscape and everything is vastly different. Mm-hmm. I was talking to some people on Twitter. It sounds like there may be six biomes in total, so I don't know if that means if I go through 
and get the third biome in the second set and beat that if I beat the game officially. Mm. Or what that means. But even if I do, I'm starting to tell there's so much to this game that it'll probably be a while before I'm, I truly feel like I'm finished. Kind of like Hades. Because yeah. there, there's definitely a point where, I mean, the end song plays, you see credits, you know you beat the game, but then there's like extra stuff afterwards. And I'm yeah. wondering if it's going to be the same for Returnal. And the difficulty definitely kicked up. Like, if you watch the first hour of my episode on Thursday, I am getting my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I really had to adjust my tactics and just, I mean, the enemies kick it up a notch. A lot of them have extra attacks. You know, what Girlfriend Reviews calls diarrhea Christmas lights. They're all over yeah, the place. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm still having a great time with it. And once I get a grip on a biome and I start to kind of get into my rhythm... I mean, nothing makes me feel more awesome than, like, being able to overcome those challenges that are just, like, rocking me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's great. It's It's got a really good kind of stop you, check you. Like, oh, you're getting too good. We're going to check you. And then right. once you come up against that new barrier, once you get past it, you feel great. So, okay. perfect for me. Kill it then. I'm killing it. I feel I feel great about we'll it. Call so. it then. <laughs> we'll call it then. To... Uh, <laughs> Little call back to one of our favorite podcast friends. Call it like I don't see it. Shout outs, GPAD. Hope you guys are doing okay. Okay, so you broke the news to me last week about Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, originally on the PS2, being re released. After we stopped recording the show, we looked it up. It's $30. Mm. $30. 30 bones. I already have it on PS2. And a remaster. No, that's the (laughs) thing. That's a port, port, port. It's the barest of bones port. So I bought it anyways. <laughs> As you do. As you do when you're a crazy fan. So I did buy it, and I've been playing a lot of it this week. So let me talk about my experience with Dark Alliance and whether or not you should get it. Yeah. Some of you, like me, are probably such a huge fan. You just heard about it, and you're like, I don't need to hear anything else. Where's Take my money. Right. Here's the weird thing. I went to the PlayStation 5 store on my PlayStation 5 to buy it, and I couldn't find it. Like, it was just what? not there. Right. I went online, like on my phone, on my phone's browser to the PlayStation store and I searched for it and it didn't come up. Hmm. I Googled it and then went to like the shopping section of Google and then pressed the link. And then it took me to the PlayStation store where it was listed and let me buy it. So if you I know I don't I I know. So if you're having trouble finding it, I didn't go like through my PlayStation 4 store on my PlayStation 4 console. Maybe it's there. I don't know. But the fact that I couldn't find it when I went into the store online or through my PS5, I actually had to Google it and click a a link that showed up under shopping. Really weird. Anyways, I did eventually be able to find it. And no new textures. It's cleaned up a little bit. It's sharp, obviously. The resolution is good. And the frame rate is great. People were saying it's kind of a messy port. Like, I was seeing some of the videos that people were putting out on PS5. You know, you can see if anybody's, like, doing the little, you know, Twitch or whatever on PS5. And people were talking shit about it. And I didn't really have the same experience. I didn't find it messy at all. There were no bugs that weren't there with the original version. And there weren't too many bugs with the original version to begin with. What was weird is I didn't want to have to beat the game, then beat the gauntlet to unlock Drizzt Doradin. So I put in the code just to unlock him right away, and that was disabled. So somehow they removed the cheats. But then I heard that they were moved back in with a recent patch, but by then I'd already unlocked him legitly, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Why would they do that? I don't know. I I already paid you the money. Yeah. You got it. You got the money. 
Let me let me do the stuff that was in the original He's game. Cheat yeah. code. That's like let buying Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and then not letting you put in cheat codes, which might be the case. I don't know, but still yeah. fucked up if it is. Yeah, let me summon a tank. Damn it. Right, exactly, and that's uh, that's immediately what my mind goes to. I'm gonna spawn a tank, baby. Yeah, I heard it didn't originally out. have trophies either, but it does now. But the trophies are very bare bones. There's only four, and there's no platinum. It's just beat mm. it on easy, beat it on normal, beat it on hard, beat it on extreme, beat gauntlet. Which that's I actually good. think that's like five. But still, let's see. There was a issue if you left the tavern like and went into the town. And there's nothing in the town in the original game. But if you did that, recall potions wouldn't work right. But they fixed that. So you can leave town if you want or leave the tavern. That's nice. What's weird, though, is you, know, you have encumbrance. Meaning if you pick up too much loot. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's, the it's, the that's the style. The mechanic. Eh, it's the style in all those games. I get it. So you come back to sell your shit or whatever, and they have recall potions to do that. It takes you straight to the merchant at the tavern. The thing is, though, when you go back, whatever was on the ground that you couldn't pick up isn't there, but it is. It, you can't see it, but if you walk to where it was, you can usually still pick it up. So for some reason, items that were laying on the ground when you recall from the dungeon and then recall back don't visually show up, but they're still there. That's a weird bug that I don't remember being in the original. That's the only issue I ran into. Also, it seems a little harder, but again, maybe that's just my memory. I was playing on normal and kind of getting my ass kicked by myself, and then when I got the gauntlet mode to unlock Drizzt, you basically have to get through a gauntlet of really tough enemies as Drizzt, and you have to do it in 15 minutes. You can't, like, dick around and let your health regenerate. And it took me, like, half a day to beat it, and usually I could beat it in, like, my second or third try. I must have tried dozens of times. I was Hmm. like, why can't I do this? <laughs> I need and then, my boy. and then once you unlock Driz, they give you a save file, but you can't play as him until you beat the game on extreme. I'm like, damn, they really gated this kid off, right? But again, he's great once you do actually unlock him. He's lots of fun. Can't complain. You know, the the launch was super quiet and baffling. You caught me by surprise last week, and I was looking online. A lot of other people were really caught by surprise too, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand it because it's a beloved game. I'm not the only fan of this game. And the fact that they charged so much, they didn't tell anybody, they kind of hit it so you can't even find it on a PlayStation 5 store. I don't understand it. But I did hear Interplay is working to get Dark Alliance 2 ported as well. Okay. My suggestion, if you can't wait and you don't have it on PS2, go ahead and get it. Because I, I understand. If you do have it on PS2 and you have a way to play it on an old TV or you have like components or converters where you can play on your HDTV, it's going to be the same experience. So unless you just want to have the convenience of having a digital copy, I say don't buy it unless it gets cheaper. And for everybody else that kind of is curious about it, definitely wait because it's only $10 cheaper than Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, which does not make any sense to me. This 20-year-old game is only worth $10 less than this brand new 2021 game get out of here with that yeah to me i feel like a fair price for this would be 20 or under i don't know what what it is with the 30 dollar price so yeah that's the yeah that's a weird one it is a weird 29. one 29.99 29.99 but i bought it because i'm a chump yeah. so. all right it is time now for the pokemon diamond nuzlocke we skipped it last week because i had to do a lot of grinding but i finally was able to kind of get things moving and I'm ready to let you know how things went. So, right. I set out west from Pastoria to Sunny Shore, where the final gym was located. And on the route to Sunny Shore, I caught myself a Mr. Mime, Route 222. I named him Glenn. 
I don't know why. <laughs> and I trained Jimmy up to level 50, Jimmy my graveler, because the gym is an electricity gym. Oh. I fought the trainers in the gym. One of the trainers had a Mr. Mime, which is not an electric Pokemon. This, <laughs> this game's original decks is severely lacking with electricity and fire Pokemon. Maybe that's why they had other types. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe he's got electric dance moves. I don't know. Anyway, Jimmy was having a bit of an off day. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy was having a bit of an off day, and he missed with Stone Edge twice. And then Mr. Mime knew Energy Ball, which is a special attack grass move, which does four times damage. The fuck? It killed mm. Jimmy in one shot. Jimmy's dead. Jimmy. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy and Bimmy both have been defeated. Don't do Gravelers in your Nuzlocks, folks. They'll just let you down. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I just, I didn't even try to go find another viable Pokemon. I just carried on with Goku, my Infernape, because fuck it, man. I don't even care anymore. And I reached Faulkner, and he didn't stick with his gym type either. He had an Octillery. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so <laughs> I did the best I could. I Close combat's really hardcore. It lowers my defense, but I figured if I could one-shot his, you know, his Pokemon, I'd be okay. I did switch in Jubilee, my Luxray, to get advantage over the water-type Pokemon, and, and I two-shotted that. And he had his own Luxray, when Luxrays are tanks. Yeah. But I did hit it with a close combat, and it, he took it, and he answered back with charge. But mm. I was able to then follow up a Flamethrower that I taught Goku recently, and was able to finish it off. So his last Pokemon was an Ambipom. Again, just a normal type Pokemon. Took it down right. with another close combat, and we're good to go. So I have my gym badge and one additional dead Pokemon. Side note, <laughs> when I went back to the Pokemon Center to release my Graveler, it wouldn't let me. Has that ever happened to you? I'm not in the habit of releasing Pokemon, but it, he just wouldn't never leave. never released a Pokemon. Yeah. Never. He just wouldn't leave. I didn't know that was a mechanic. Like, he was so attached to me, he just kept coming back. So I huh. I named my last box Cemetery, and I threw him in there. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not okay, using cemetery. you anymore. You failed. You died, sir. Yeah. So after I got my last gym badge, I was able to head north and head for the Pokemon League. Route 223 is pretty much all water. And I caught a Pelipper. I named him Big Mouth. And... <laughs> I made it to Victory Road amongst a sea of slain water Pokemon, thanks to mm. Jubilee just crushing it the whole way. And when I got to Victory Road, the first Pokemon I encountered was a Machamp. I named him Chad. Mm. <laughs> and then I went ahead. I did something I haven't done this whole run because I was tired of having these surprises. I went ahead and I looked ahead to see who the Elite Four were and what the champion was working with. And I deduced mm. that I would need... A level 60 Gastrodon, Obama Snow, and Infernape. So I grinded in Victory Road for the better part of two days until Gastrodon, which is my, you know, Guella DeVille, Obama mm -hmm. Snow, which I named him Snowbeard, and then Goku the Infernape. They were all at least level 60. And then I headed to the Challenge the Elite Four. As soon as I got there, though, Rival showed up, beat him easily. I was yeah. level 60. He was he like should. level in the level late 40s. Yeah, he ate shit pretty quickly. And then I went to Elite Four. The first member is a bug trainer named A.A. Ron. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have Flamethrower, and he's got bugs. Didn't really need much. However, he did have a Drapion. 
And even though Drapion isn't technically a bug type, I felt it was more on brand because it looks like a giant scorpion. Because it's poison dark type, really the only thing it's weak against was ground. So Gastrodon popped out, and I had Guella Deville use an earthquake, took it down in one shot. No problem. Nice. Second gym member is ground trainer, Bertha. So my Obama Snow Snowbeard, he used Grass Knot to take out most of the heavy hitters. There were a few rock Pokemon like Pseudowoodo. So Infernape. Pseudowoodo. Yeah, close combat, took that out, no big deal. And then the next one was Flint. He, if you couldn't guess from his name, he uses fire Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But again, because there's only like two fire Pokemon in the entire decks, it's just Infernape and Rapidash. He also had a Steelix, a Lopunny, and a Drifblim, because whatever. Cool. Yeah. Arcanine is not in the in those games? I mean, you can get him in the post game, but not in the, the original decks, no. Hmm. Not in Diamond and Pearl. Like, all of them have their initial decks, and they just didn't add a ton of fire Pokemon. And the ones they did add, some of them they gated off. Like, Magmar got an evolution called Magmortar, but you can't get it until after you beat the Elite Four. And then you That's get access cool. to Yeah, it's really weird. Because there's no Magmars in the wild in the in the original game. It's, it's I don't know. So, hmm. what are you going to do? But, yeah, so, I mean... All I had to do, you know, Steelix, Low Punny, that's, you know, close combat. Driftblim, my Infernape actually knows a ghost type move that's physical, the uh, Shadow Claw. So I was able to take him out. Okay. So no problems. Lucien was the final member of the Elite Four, and his psychic Pokemon gave me the most trouble of all four of the trainers. He had Giraffe Rig, which had a normal pairing and made it impervious to my ghost attacks, which is really the only answer I had for psychic Pokemon. Right. And then Mr. Mime immediately put up Reflect, so that reduced my the efficacy of my physical attacks. I trained up Snowbeard to be more of a special attacker, so I had Snowbeard use Shadow Ball until the Reflect wore off. Infernape was risking it all with his fighting type to do more Shadow Claws, <laughs> but I was able to kind of overcome. And then I finally reached the champion, Cynthia. She led with her spirit tomb, which was super tanky. He was so tanky, he was Russian. It was crazy. It's a dummy tank. <laughs> just, um, he actually almost killed Goku. I had to switch him out, and I had to bring in Jubilee, who was not quite as leveled, but also tanky and knew Flash. Mm. So I had Jubilee use Flash because... Spirit Tomb used Embargo, which means you can't heal with items. So I had to wait until Embargo was over before I could heal Goku, which means Jubilee had to last. Flash did help me last long enough to where I could finish it off of Crunch. And then when she brought out her Melodic, which was already super tanky too and super strong, there wasn't much Jubilee could do. Jubilee had the type advantage, but the HP was so low, she went ahead and and crushed her, unfortunately. So my Lux Ray was done. Rest in peace to probably the best tanky electric type I've ever played with. Your sacrifice will not be in vain, I swear. We're going to finish Cynthia off. We got Obama Snow using Grass Knot to finish off the Melodic. And then Ice Beam to wreck that Guard Chomp that she brought up. That's four times effective because of Ground and Dragon. Grass Knot for her Gastrodon. And finally, Flamethrower annihilating Lucario and Roserade. With Jubilee Sacrifice, I was able to keep Goku in the game long enough to team up with Gastrodon and Obama Snow and take her down. And with that, I have done it. Sir, I have completed my first Nuzlocke without rage quitting. Yeah, Nuzlocke ain't got shit on Michael Peterson. Woo! So, I feel very ready for the HD re-release. 
of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl later on this year. And I'm looking forward to see what they incorporate. I've never played Platinum, and I heard that they add extra story beats for Platinum, and I'm sure that'll be in the remakes. So there'll probably be a lot more that I don't recognize, but I got the mini games and the Pokemon and the setting and the story and the music all fresh in my mind, and I'm really excited to see what they do with it later on in the year. So there you go. Cool. And a quick little plug, I do have a complete copy of Pokemon Platinum on my eBay store. So. You do. It is yeah. complete in box. It looks it beautiful. It is complete. Yeah. And, uh, guys, it's, it's boy. of all of the third game of these Pokemon games, the one that you buy that kind of combines the first two, you know, you got Emerald, you got Crystal. Crystal. I think Platinum is one of the better ones just from what I've heard from fans and reviews and things like that. It sounds yeah. great. It sounds like it fixed a lot of the issues with the original Diamond and Pearl. And Diamond and Pearl is probably one of the slower games. Like, what took me so long with this Nuzlocke? And I put in, like, maybe 50-some-odd hours into this game. And it's just, it's slow. The battles are slow. The grinding is slow. The leveling is slow. And they did speed a lot of that up. So Okay. I hate that we never got a Pokemon Z. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? They just kind of stopped doing the third game after yeah. Platinum, I think. Yeah, they just re-released the, the original two games, which is fine, yeah. too. Well, like and, we got white, then white two, black two. Yeah, and then we got Omega Red or Omega Ruby. Omega Ruby, thank you. And Alpha Sapphire. Alpha Sapphire, and then we got Afro Sapphire. Afro Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and then with the most recent mm-hmm. one, X and Y, they just did DLC, which I'm cool with. I'm cool with that. That's actually yeah. a lot better, I think, to do. Then to make you just buy a whole game all over again. Buy a whole another game. Yeah. yeah. But it was an institution, man. It was, it was one of those things. But yeah, yeah. 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 It's cheaper for everybody. So. All right. Well, that's it for what I've been playing this week. Let's get on to gaming news. Do, 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 do. What you got for gaming news this week, Derek? Man, we got two new PS5 controller colors coming out, and they are sexy, baby. They are pretty sexy. I'm I'll, you, I'll agree with you. Out. Yeah, we got a red on black, mm-hmm. which I thought would be my favorite, but the black on black, oh my god, yeah, it is beautiful. And you, you ain't gotta tell me twice. I'm gonna go buy one of these mugs as soon as they come out. I ain't got a PS5. I'm gonna buy me a black on black, and I'm gonna use the white one as a backup because I think that white controller is ugly. I'm, I'm not like a fan. It. Yeah, yeah, I don't um, like it. You should unbox it and hold it while you watch your Resident Evil Village playthroughs, and then it's almost like oh. you're playing. And act like I'm getting the haptic feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just my God. Sh- it's just shake it a bunch. It's amazing. <laughs> I got to tell you, those triggers are pretty cool because they obviously, with the bare bones Dark Alliance port, nothing's being done with the controller. So I mm-hmm. definitely feel the difference between that and then when I'm playing Returnal. Returnal, they do such a good job with the haptic feedback on the actual triggers for shooting and, and the alternate fire mode and everything. Wow. So yeah. cool. Actually, might I might have a hit on a PS5. Yeah, you said something last week. Well, this is from a different a different source. So. Oh, okay. I'm thinking hopefully it'll come through. And if it comes through, if this source comes through, then I'll have to hit up our friends over at Carl. Like, I don't see it and see if we can't get them some, too. I'm crossing my fingers it's, for you, man. I really yeah. am. Because multiple sources are saying that we may not see the shortage end until 2022. Mm. And... I make this off. This is an open offer for you and our friends in Houston, which is going to be a little tougher for them to do. You can come over anytime you want and play Miles Morales, whatever you're waiting to play on the PS5, especially if you have to wait until next year, because that is bullshit. I will set aside the basement 
and my favorite gaming chair. Hop in, play the game, enjoy yourself. You deserve it. This is bullshit, and it's the least I can do. I will make you pizza rolls, sir. Oh man, that sounds great. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna sign into my own shit. So I can get my trophies. That's right. Right. Yeah. Add your thing. Feel like yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Come on over. I'm serious. Uh, you know me. I'm open on the weekend. Swing by. I don't have to stream or anything on the weekend. Make it a thing. We'll hang out. I'll watch you play. It'll be lots of fun. If you feel like it's getting on in the year and you just ain't going to have enough time or you feel like it's getting too far away from you and you're like, I have to play Miles Morales now, get your ass over Mm -hmm. here and play Miles Morales, man. It's the least I can do. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's not really like it hasn't even been on my radar because I'm like, yeah, I have it, but I forget about it all the time. Yeah, because there's other stuff going on. PS5. Yeah. So I got the Ratchet and Clank, though, man. God damn, I need that. Yeah, that's where, like, if you had it, I wouldn't even ask you. I would just show up like, hey, man, come on. Let me play Latch and Clank, please. Yeah. Just let me do it. It's like raining outside. (laughs) Come on. Come on, baby. Just give me something to suck. I I swear to God. (laughs) I just want to play for five minutes. (laughs) It's nice, man. People aren't lying when they say you can feel raindrops. Like, when it rains in Returnal, I can feel it on the controller. It's really weird. It's cool. I got to admit cool. it. Yeah. All right. Well, what else we got going on today? Okay. So. For this week. Target apparently is going to stop selling Pokemon cards and other trading cards. Because these ignorant motherfuckers don't know how to act. They shooting. They shooting they at shooting, Target. They're shooting. They're swarming the vendors. Following them back to their cars. Fights are breaking out. Mm. Oh, I need these Pokemon cards. I need this Champion's Path. Pokemon set. I need all these uh, sports trading cards because, you know, now when COVID hit, man, just like with all the other hobbies, trading cards and video games, everybody wanted it. Yeah. And now, like, especially with grading is becoming more popular with Mm. video games and cards. So, Mm. like, a lot of YouTubers putting out, yeah, I got this graded and uh, it's sold for this much. So now people are starting to try and get on that train. Imagine so. busting a cap in somebody's ass over some Pokemon cards. Oh, Pokemon cards. It's like, aren't you an adult, man? Come I can't on. even. Jesus Christ. Now I wish I would have bought a bunch of them. Because uh, <laughs> I had thought about it. But I wish I would have bought a bunch of those like Champion's Path boxes with, that had Charizard on the front. And... Man, I don't need to lose you, Derek. Don't get shot out here in these streets for these Pokemon cards. Oh, no, 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 no. This is back before it got crazy. Mm-mm, before mm-mm. it got crazy. It's risky out first here. Coming out. This, this is back yeah. before it hit the news and putting they it on shoot TikTok. In. They shoot. Huh, made you look. You're <laughs> slave to a page in my round book. That makes me sound real old. That's some noise for y'all that are too young to know where that comes from. But yeah, Target's like, you know what? Y'all fucked it up for everybody. Because mm-hmm. before they just were selling cards at Fridays at 8 a.m. It was mm-hmm. first come, first serve. Yeah. And now they're just like, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> now they, now they shooting no at breakfast, man. They gang banging right. on bacon. <laughs> they say we can't do it no more. We shutting <laughs> this shit down. <laughs> Should have never gave y'all money. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some new cards. Not here though, motherfucker. Right. Fuck your cards. <laughs> Fuck your cards. Yeah, exactly. Target is the Rick James of <laughs> department store. Unity. Fuck your cards. Yeah, man. It's wild, man. I just, I just want to implore. Implore. Anybody listening, please. If you are super into Pokemon cards or sports cards or whatever, don't 
be endangering people's lives for this shit, okay? Mm-mm. It's gonna be alright. You're gonna be fine, okay? Yeah. I don't know if you're collecting them or don't if die you're for your hobbies. On the, yeah, it's just it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. It's not worth it. it ain't if worth there it. was, well, I don't know. I might. I was gonna say if there was a bunch of sealed Super Nintendo games and I had to fight to get some. I'm not gonna do that. I mean, but I would I'm do it like might. West Side Story <laughs> style. Like I'll stab a motherfucker for like yeah, a I'll like a clo- a complete inbox Super Nintendo, but I won't shoot you. Yeah, you know, well, you gonna you gonna bleed a little, but you'll live. Yeah. yeah, let's take this. There are rules of engagement. Bit. You know, mm-hmm. we, can, we can gangs in New York style that one. It'll be fine. Yeah, so it's wild. They like fuck. You can still buy the cars online, but the mm-hmm. fact that you cannot walk into a Target and buy trading cards is ridiculous now. Oh boy. But yeah, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition dropped today on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. I have been watching videos on it, and mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 looks so much better. I was going to say, and it's probably it the like, game that's going to get the biggest facelift, cause just because mm-hmm. of how old it is. So And it looks yeah. like it plays more like 2 and 3, mm. like they changed the mechanics of it. Because, honestly, Mass Effect 1, as much as I love that game, it, it plays like shit. Yeah. I've also yeah, heard from some purists, though, that some of the cosmetic changes, because of the brighter colors and sharper textures kind of took away the 80s sci-fi vibe you know mm-hmm. how like it was kind of foggy and it had that that yeah, cd kind of grainy groove. film yeah 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 which i mean i'm surprised they didn't just add a filter back over it or make that an option but right you know if you're a purist and you've been playing these games recently and you go to this you might take issue with a thing here or there but i haven't and i haven't touched mass effect in years oh my god yeah it's been a really long That's- time yeah, that dropped today. So if you've never played Mass Effect, you got to go buy it. You got to buy it. You got to play mm-hmm. through all three of these games. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, was it one of the first games that allows you to carry your save transfer? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a new concept they at the time. They did it the best at that time. I was going to say it wasn't a new concept, but you, but it definitely, the amount of choices you could make and the ripple effects of those choices going into the second game, I think where they shot themselves in the foot was making it a trilogy. Because by you, by yeah. the time you got to the third game, there was so much different shit that they really they couldn't deliver on the promise that was built up up to that point, which led to a lot of disappointment in the ending. I yeah. feel like if they just did two games, and they had everything transfer over, they could they could have got more wild with the ending. But yeah, it was still right. cool regardless of you know the expectations that were built up by the end of the third. Taken as a whole, the experience is not to be missed. So if you haven't yeah. actually played Mass Effect, you've been sleeping on it because it's a little bit too old, and you never had a 360 or whatever back in the day, I would say get it. If you're a, any kind of a fan of sci-fi or RPGs or Bioware, I got to tell you, man, when I originally beat Mass Effect, I felt like I was watching Star Wars for the first time. Like, that's the level mm-hmm. of hype. I was like, this shit is awesome. The way the story is really good. The threat that they present towards the end of Mass Effect 1 and that you carry on with in Mass Effect 2 and 3 is just it's grand big. and yeah. it's it's overpowering and, and it almost feels hopeless, but it just makes everything, the stakes are so high it makes everything that much more tense. So Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. Alright, well let me get on with the rest of the news then. So, there have been rumors circulating of a Nintendo Direct next month which makes sense because E3 is next month, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
everybody keep your eyes out keep your eyes peeled for maybe news from nintendo if you haven't already there you know they a lot of times they'll announce stuff on their youtube channel we'll definitely talk about it when it comes around i'm assuming another smash character is going to get announced there's also been rumors nintendo has been talking a lot of shit how they're going to release a bunch of games this year still that haven't been announced so mm. now might be the good time to be like 2D Metroid, Bayonetta 3, fucking... Please give me Bayonetta 3. New, I will drop everything. New Donkey Kong game. Get out of here, you know? Like, right. Mar- Mario Party 2. Shut up. Fucking <laughs> Mario Kart 9. We don't give a shit. So, no, they're not dropping no Mario Kart. No I mean, I'm Kart. yeah, I'm going a little nuts at this point. I, I know you're, I know you're bullshitting, but... Yeah. <laughs> Mario Odyssey 2. Super oh, Mario baby. Brothers 2. Baby. Speaking Mac, of Donkey. Mac 3 on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Donkey's Mo Money Mo Problems rap video? I did. And I did. loved it. <laughs> it I was, was like, oh my god, that wasn't bad. That was actually pretty good. No, no, it was fun. Um, it reminded me a lot of like a lot of the nerdcore that you would hear back in the day. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, man, I need to, I need him to do a collab with Mega Ran. That was good. Right. The best part is, is he took his editing skills and put all the pictures and stuff with it, which made it great. Right. So I love the video that he put together with it. It was good stuff. We are fans of Video Game Donkey. He's great. Wouldn't wouldn't be? <laughs> I remember AD mentioned it casually, as if Donkey isn't like gigantic. But wouldn't it be great if we got him on the show? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Donkey. Like, hey man, come on, come on, come on the show. Come we on, love you. It'd be the it'd be a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Uh, you, me, and Donkey mm-hmm. masterpiece. Woke up this morning, got some gobble. <laughs> <laughs> then I headed to the store to eat my gabagoo. That's the Sopranos video. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of fun with that. I don't know. Maybe someday, man. Maybe someday we'll be big yeah. enough for the big boys. Who knows? Maybe. All right. What else we got? Insomniac Games. Uh oh. Makers of Ratchet like and Clank. Yeah. You already mm. like just me saying Insomniac. Spider Man. Okay. Ooh. Insomniac. Ooh. Okay. Sunset right. Overdrive. Now, you may recall, last week, I had mentioned there were rumors that Sunset Overdrive could come to PlayStation. In league with that, there was an interview recently with the director of the original Sunset Overdrive and Insomniac Games, who was saying that a sequel of Sunset Overdrive on PlayStation could definitely happen because they do, in fact, own the IP for that game. Microsoft does not. Okay. Now, for those who don't remember... Back in the day, Insomniac was making all the exclusives for PlayStation. The fact that they made Sunset Overdrive exclusively for Xbox was kind of a big deal. And then Sony bought Insomniac back in 2019. So the fact that they're completely open and even eager to explore the IP further tells me that while we may not get the original Sunset Overdrive on PlayStation, it didn't sound like they were focusing more on that. Although if they did, it'd be cool. Who knows when the rights will age out on that. A sequel is entirely possible. What, did I just hear you rubbing your hands together in anticipation? Yeah. I was That's actually I th- rubbing my chest in anticipation, but, you know. Oh, my God. So horny for a Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> so horny for this Sunset. IP. Sunset Titty Drive, baby. Jesus <laughs> Oh, my God. The Speaking show of- is slowly going down the drain <laughs> every yep. week. Oh, man. Mo Derek, Mo Problems. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking no of <laughs> Mohoney, mo, I can't even say it. Mohorny, mo problems. So, yeah. uh, speaking of creative characters, I actually like my creative character for Sunset Overdrive. You know who it was? Can, can you guess? Barack Obama. 
No, it was not Barack Obama. <laughs> I did that for Mass Effect, and I am embarrassed about that. But no, no, no. For Sunset Overdrive, I made Janelle Monet, and she fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. It had her little her little tuxedo, you know, her little vest with a little bow tie, had her hairdo. The voice actor mm-hmm. for the female character actually sounded a little bit like her. I was like, this really works. Cool. So if you ever want to cosplay a Chanel Monet smacking, you know, mutants in the face with a crowbar and gliding around on wires like she's surfing, Sunset Overdrive. Just saying. Yeah. So. Mm. All right. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. The new game. Not Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance PS2 re-release. We've got to make the distinction here. Dungeons mm. and Dragons Dark Alliance is actually going to be dropping on Games Pass at launch. So if you're planning on getting it and you got yourself an Xbox... Pump them brakes. You do not have to shell out if you got that game's pass. You know, I found myself uh, almost tempted to get a Series S because I went to Walmart mm-hmm. and they had like nine of them. Wow. Like in the store. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen any of the new gen consoles in the store. So this was surprising to me. And I was like, oh man, I could buy this. I could get Games Pass. And then I thought to myself, I don't even got time to play the shit i got i will <laughs> buy a whole other system to get some then pay a monthly fee for some games i ain't gonna play so you yeah, know that's fair maybe i'll buy one and do a trade or something yeah new trade or something but yeah yeah i need this ps5 quick <laughs> <laughs> trade for the ps5 um, I, I've been waiting on PS5 so long, I almost got the inferior next-gen Xbox. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> Zuko. Yeah, that's rough, that's, buddy. That's rough, buddy. My girlfriend turned into My the moon. My turned into the moon. The moon. The moon. The moon. She covered the sun <laughs> with the moon. She became a fish. That's rough, buddy. Well, there are rumors that Apple is trying to make a game console like the Switch that no. would be like a hybrid console, no. and that they're partnering with, you know, my favorite developer who's never done anything wrong, Ubisoft, for <laughs> exclusive games and guidance. So you got Apple, which I already don't like because of their proprietary bullshit, mm. and they're the worst, and then they've, yeah. they're paired with, you know, sexual predator racist execs at Ubisoft. And they're going to make a console, so cool. Going to stick with my Switch. Fuck you. But if you're interested, they're doing it. So there you go. They Allegedly. Allegedly. There Alleged are rumors. Oh, Ru- oh, no. No, no, no. Definitely no, predators. No. <laughs> no, fuck that. Racist predators. They cover for them. They shuffle them around like the Catholic Church. They give them money. Fuck Ubisoft. Have I not said you that know, enough? Now, However, now I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. You said, you said racist predators, and I'm just thinking of, like, the actual movie Predator. Right. The skinhead Predator. Right. Just you know they got sing- locks and shit. He's just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> just singling Danny Glover out. Leave him alone. Aryan, Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hunt the wit, the wit man. I'm not gonna hunt him. So yeah, the rumor is that Apple's making the console. So who knows? Well, more, more to come on that potentially. Who knows? All right, for fans of the SNES classic Zombies Ate My Neighbors, both Zombies Ate My Neighbors and its sequel Ghoul Patrol got a re-release trailer this week, and unlike Dark Alliance from PS2, it actually has. All new features and cool. support and online. It's going to be fourteen ninety nine for both games in a bundle on all of the systems. Your Switch, your PS, your Xbox. 
maybe even the PC. I have to go back and check my notes on that one. They have not actually announced a release date for these games yet, but they're coming. Mm. So, fans of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, I know there's a lot of you out there. Get excited. Your time has come, basically. Yes. If you haven't already emulated it and put it on a a million things, because I know I have, but whatever, you know. Official Uh, support. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about recently that Nike and PS5 making them shoes this month. Well, not to be outdone, Xbox has partnered with Adidas to make their own kicks. They said, (laughs) we're the inferior brand, and we shall pair with the inferior brand. Ooh, it's debatable. You know, I mean, yeah, it's debatable. You know, I'm just fucking. I was around. gonna say that's a. I like a, Adidas. Yeah, that's I, not I, even I like a Coke Pepsi. Pepsi comparison because Coke is obviously superior. But with Adidas and Nike, they're close enough to where I could say it's a preference. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've always kind of personally favored Adidas, but maybe it's just because of the affiliation with Run DMC. I don't know. Yeah. Adidas always felt more New York. Nike was mm-hmm. more LA. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, a little bit. A little West Coast, East Coast beef. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I love beef. Anyways, they have not. An, there's no like specifics on when you can see these come through, like with the PS5 and the Nike shoes, but it's coming. So keep your eyes out, shoe heads, fans of Microsoft, and fans of Adidas. If you're in that Venn diagram, your day has come. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the day that has come, it is finally upon us. Castlevania Season 4 has dropped on Netflix. And it's Ooh. glorious. It is pretty good. Oh my god. I love the show. Oh. Speaking yeah. of Derek, I'm horny for Castlevania. <laughs> Feel these nipples, guys. Seriously. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've only gotten up to episode two. I remember you telling me you got up to episode five. I know, and I was the one that was like, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to watch right. one episode a week. I, the, the, sh- <laughs> the episodes just go by so fast, and they're so good. Ah. Yeah, they just kind of end. You're like, and now I'm starting to kind of get. I can figure when it's gonna end. Yeah, you can. You like, can it usually tell. ends on a close up of someone's face. Yeah, music starts <laughs> to kick in. You're like, it's about to end, mm-hmm. and and then you see the credits. And you're like, shit, I gotta keep going. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk, let's talk let's talk about. It. Uh, I can only talk about the first two episodes, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to get into spoilers. Maybe since this is the end of the arc, we can eventually do a spoiler cast on Castlevania the show. I would really like okay. to do something like that. So. I don't want to get into specifics, but I will say that, you know, you're introducing additional characters. They're fleshing out the characters that we left off with in season three. And it, there's there were threads of plot in season three about a certain character that, you know, left in season two that's coming back. You start to see the players in like who's pulling the strings the different motivations for why different characters want that to happen or don't want that to happen. The story, the writing, the animation, the fight animation. scenes. God, Oof. dude, the fight scenes are fucking just... Can, just say, can I just say that Sypha is ridiculous? She's really coming into her own. She's nasty. She's OP. Like, Sypha yeah. is MVP for sure. Like, I thought Alucard and trevor were badass but she's getting creative with her fucking magic dude mm-hmm. wow One thing i will say about the show yeah is if if you've seen up to season two spoilers for season two okay mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. gonna say spoilers for season two yeah they defeat dracula right the biggest bad in the land yeah and in season three they have a tough really tough fight at the end of season three with a, a bunch of monsters 
But then when you start season four, I understand they're tired, but like they're fighting like very low class night creatures. Yeah. And they're just having they're having they're having issues. And I was like, but y'all have already done all this other shit. You've proven that this should be like a walk in the park to you. They're like the end of game. You have all the upgrades and then you go back to the beginning and you're still having issues. Like, I didn't really get that impression. Happening. I got the impression that, you know, that people are meddling in affairs. Sacrifices are being done. Dark magic is being used. Stronger monsters are coming out of the woodwork to try to, to set pieces on the chessboard. That plus them constantly fighting with little to no rest because they still look badass and they look like they're kicking a lot of ass. It just seems oh, yeah. like the monsters have this stepped up tough. their game as well. Yeah. Okay. And they're fighting a lot of them. And like you said, that there's a very clear reason why they're tired and they kind of go over, you know, that in the first couple episodes. But yeah, I, I didn't get that impression too much myself. I definitely am with you in that I hate that trope. Like the, mm-hmm. you think of the Matrix sequel when all of a sudden, you know, Superman Jesus Neo is having trouble with the robots and then he just goes, upgrades. Fuck off. Right. You can see the source code, dude. <laughs> I don't want to hear no shit about no upgrades. Right. So, And Sypha and Trevor cannot see the source code, but they are really strong. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling the balance, but I, I get what you're saying. I feel like maybe they could communicate the strength of the monsters or the condition of our heroes a little better but i was able to look past it pretty easily just in service of the action which was really good yeah any more thoughts on it not so far i'll probably finish it pretty quickly because i just love it so much but like i said if you finish it and you want to do a spoiler cast i'm down oh yeah let's do it all right any friends of the show that are listening, if you are also watching the show and you want to do the spoiler cast with us, reach out to me. Let me know. I would be happy to do a guest spoiler cast. They'd be a lot of fun. So we are down to clown and geek with fans of Castlevania. Please believe. All right. Well, with that said, I just got to know one thing this week, Derek. What you feeling? I'm feeling a YouTube channel by the name of Retro Rick. Retro Rick is a video game collector who videos himself going to... Goodwills, thrift stores, finding games. He'll flip them and add more money to his game fund. And he just has really interesting... He comes across really interesting things. Like, I think a few episode a few weeks ago, he came across a Nintendo television. So it actually has a Nintendo built into it. Cool. And it had the original controllers and everything. And it was like $1,000. Wow. And it's just, just real cool stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling retro, Rick. I watch his videos like every other day whenever he posts them just to see what he found and see if I can get my knowledge up because you know that's how I you know that's how I get mine so I gotta gotta stay up on game yeah I remember I don't know if it was specifically retro Rick but I mentioned I remember you mentioning YouTube channels that you follow before with other thrifters and -hmm. how that really inspires and helps you yeah I mean I think we also brought this up too so I apologize if we're retreading old ground you and Vicky had talked about potentially doing a YouTube channel as well, but you were like, I don't know, between posting everything and then onto the docket might be with it. But I feel yeah. like you'd be able to help a lot of people too. Like, like retro Rick and these other shows that you watch, you've got a lot of tips and a lot of things to say that, yeah. you know, and maybe documenting or filming your pickups wouldn't be such a bad thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't have time. I don't see how they do it. Fair enough. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm yeah. just like, how do y'all do this? Every, like there's, one channel that I watch, they upload every single day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all, it doesn't seem like y'all have time to rest. Well, 
You're always growing and something. expanding, right? You you yeah. started at this point, then eventually got your LLC, then eventually you got your storage, then eventually you got your XYZ. Maybe eventually you get your own media person, and that's when things will really start to take off. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll who knows? See. We'll see. All right. As far as what I'm feeling this week, I feel like I must be feeling the character, the D&D character, Dungeons and Dragons, Drizzt <laughs> Doerden. And I say this because in this year alone, I have purchased a game with Drizzt Doerden that was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I have gotten Funko Pops of both Drizzt Doerden and his cat Guinevar. It's a magical cat figurine that he holds. It summons a Black Panther. It's really awesome. Awesome. I got one-to-one size replica swords of the two swords he uses, Twinkle and Icing Death. I never buy shit like that. But I saw them on sale, and I was like, I must have these swords. And I even bought, I already have the physical copies of the books, except for the first one. There's a Dark Elf trilogy that talks about his origins. The first book is called Homeland. I loaned it to a friend who just refused to give it back to me, which sucks. Right. But, That's what happens. But <laughs> I bought the audio book version of that. And I've been listening to that as well because it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's just really good, really deep and poignant and reflective and awesome. So, yeah. I'm feeling Drizzt Dorden, man. He's a dark elf in the Dungeons and Dragons kind of universe. Been in a lot of Baldur's Gate games, in a lot of stuff written by R.A. Salvatore, um, which is one of the famous authors for D and D books. I would highly recommend anybody out there that likes to read to check out the Dark Elf trilogy. Like I said, I think it's one of the best books. It talks a lot about being different because he's born into the race of other, like a subterranean race of Dark Elves and they worship the Spider Queen Lolf who is all about betrayal and murder and death and just getting yours. (laughs) And he questions all that and they just ostracize him for it. And But because of the way that they look and their reputation. When he goes to the surface world, everybody treats him really terrible. There's a lot of parallels to racism, a lot of parallels to otherism, a lot of parallels to classism and all kinds of other stuff. It's a really interesting read. So I don't know if people will dig it or not, but I was into it when I was younger and uh, I just really like the the character. I think he's neat. So that's what I'm feeling this week. You've been feeling him a lot. Yeah. All right. Like well, before past four weeks, <laughs> <laughs> like like I said, yeah, like I just been getting stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, before we get to the end of the show, uh, we're gonna pay those dues. So we're gonna play an ad for you here in a second, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. All right, that is our show, Derek. If the people out there are trying to find some gamer goodies, possibly more, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they locate you at? They can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. They can follow me on Instagram at gamer goodies more. And I'm also on Twitter at goodies underscore more. And of course, we upload episodes every single Sunday. So if you're looking for the podcast, you can find us at our main hub at anchor.fm slash player two is entered the pod. We're also located wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. That includes Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And we have a Facebook and YouTube page. So you can find us at facebook.com slash player two has entered the pod. You can also find us on the YouTube channel. Player two has entered the podcast. If you want to find me personally, I'm on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. And I do Twitch streaming Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. 
Got the schedule up at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. I mainly do brawlers, beat-em-ups, horror games, and try to do something current. Right now, that's Returnal, so come check me out for that. And if you want to check any past episodes, you can go to YouTube, check out the channel MC Paper Stacks Plays. If you want to get a hold of us directly, aside from commenting on Facebook or YouTube, you can also email us directly at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And that is our show. Want to thank everybody for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Bye bye. Peace.